Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Welcome to Wacky Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's Chuck right. Bonneville, Julie Hayden, and the Truth Straight Up brought to you by. Brought to you by HappyTrees.co, um, Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and also Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Hey, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, we are going to be speaking momentarily here with Aaron Wood about the uh, Save Colorado Project um, and a big event they have coming up. And then also, I just can't help but note, have you noticed that the, the corrupt media, their narrative came to a screeching halt with the uh, revelation that the uh, suspected shooter, well, I guess he's not really suspected, the shooter at the gay nightclub is non-binary and uses the pronouns they, them. Now, CNN, of course, is accusing him of being a liar, even oh, though he's a liar about that. I mean, what a bunch of idiots. So we'll talk about that. And then also, I want to kind of get to why is it that the GOP establishment refuses to talk ballot harvesting? Well, I think I figured it out. Uh, but in the meantime, though, let's first start off with Aaron Wood. Um, you know, Aaron, at Grassroots, we've talked to you before on all kinds of, of issues. But you're with the uh, Safe Colorado Project. Thank you to the show. And um, welcome. for Welcome to it. Appreciate Great to have time. you. Yeah, absolutely. Chuck and Julie, thanks for having me back on. Always a pleasure to be chatting with you. You look very professional. Yours is more oh. professional in the back than ours <laughs> I, I, is. I feel like I, I move around a bit. I, you caught me today in my my studio basement. So okay, yeah. <laughs> this is a basement. Have, so. to, okay, ours is too. Ours is too. Okay, so first, why yeah. don't you explain what is the Save Colorado Project, and then I want to give you time to talk about the big event coming yeah. up. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the Save Colorado Project, which I'm a part of many other grassroots efforts from across the state of Colorado, all coming together, because really, we're looking at things, we're we're frustrated. Uh, I I think coming off of a, a tremendous loss um during the election we we can say that we're all very frustrated with the results and we're we're looking for answers and i think as opposed to you know walking away and just saying you know what we're done with this let's take a look at what we do have we have a republican party in the state of colorado let's let's use it let's take it back to the to the conservative values that really should be reflected by that party through our state and really let let's point out what the flaw is we have failed leadership of the Republican Party in Colorado. Right. Well, and I think, as you, you know, as you point out in your press release, um, you know, 2016 was the last time that was Heidi Ganahl, we won a statewide, and that was like one, and that was CU Regents, right? Yeah, and yeah. and they keep shoving these candidates down our throats who grassroots people don't like. We had Joe O'Day, for Pete's sakes, say he would campaign against Donald Trump, saying he supported abortion, he supported the infrastructure bill, and they still sort of vote for him because at least he's got an R. And we saw Kevin Priola, he then became a D, right? So look what that right. got us. Right. And well, and, and that's what's happening is it's like where the narrative is being twisted. And, and, you know, one thing we talk about the media always twisting the narrative like CNN or whatever it might be. This is why I love shows shows like what you and Chuck put on here is because this is the real voice of the community. This is the grassroots voice right here. And and really, we've gotten to a point where it's like quit quit lying to us, essentially. You know, we, we've had we've got open primaries in Colorado, which essentially is a tool that the Democrats are using to put Democrats with an R right. next to their name on the ballot 
for our general election. And right. the the leadership of the Colorado GOP does not listen. They're they're not listening to the people. I I, I spent a lot of uh, you know work over the last few months helping get voter guides into churches. And what happens when you're talking to uh, church members who are like, well, I want to vote for somebody who's not for abortion. Okay, what, yeah. what do I tell them? Well, we've got Joe O'Day who is for abortion, but not as for abortion as um, uh, yeah, Heidi can all and these you know? some of these other people are. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. But what they're doing is they're they're twisting the narrative to say, well, we need to start bending more towards the left because because we're losing the voters in the middle. And I disagree. And I I believe a lot of other grassroots uh, folks, grassroots Republicans, conservatives, uh, activists, whatever it might be. We disagree and we say we're we're done bending towards the left. We're done adapting to to reach this uh, voter body that simply does not exist. What you have are people that are frustrated. They're obviously frustrated with the crime and the sexualization of our children and everything else that comes with it, the inflation that the left has has done, that Jared Polis has done in our state. But they're also frustrated that we don't have somebody to stand up against this. We, right. we should have uh, a solid conservative base, a conservative voice in Colorado that says enough is enough. We're done with this. Instead of saying, you know, we're just going to bend a little bit more. We're going to bend right. a little bit more. Well, guess well, what? You get to a point where you break. And, and here's the thing, too, I would point out. I mean, we've talked about this because they all point to this, this mythical unicorn, the unaffiliated voter. Right. And and since the and I pointed this out in one of the shows, since the motor voter registration went into effect in 2019, mm-hmm. they've added 160,000 unaffiliated voters. Well, I submit right. those aren't people who are unhappy with either party. These are people who are just automatically registered to vote, may not even be alive anymore or live oh, in yeah. Colorado, but they're still floating out there. These are people who just don't care. Right. right? I mean, they don't. Well, you're absolutely correct, Julie. Well, it's either it's either they don't care or they've fallen victim to just the automatic voter registration system that right. was set up. There's a lot of people that I talk to. They they don't know that they're unaffiliated. Um, right. We we've been we've been um, encouraging other people. You know, with with my group, with other grassroots groups across the state, we want people to get involved. And so then we check their voter registrations. Like, well, guess what? You're unaffiliated. They're like, that can't be. I'm a Republican. It's like, well, according to the Secretary yeah. of State, you're unaffiliated. They right. don't. They don't know this. So what? What is happening is we think we need to reach this unaffiliated by becoming unaffiliated, yeah. becoming Democrats. Exactly. And so it's like it, it's time that we stop trying to become Democrats to a, appease a, a mythical creature that does not exist. We need to be conservatives. We need to be the GOP. And and when I say we need to be the GOP, I'm talking grassroots across the state of Colorado. We need to be the GOP. We need to be done with the lawyers, the politicians, uh, the big money bags running yeah exactly running the state party but uh why do you think we lost by such huge numbers i think we lost by huge numbers um kind of kind of two-part there was a lot of people that didn't vote and it's basically because they didn't vote because they didn't have somebody they believed in because we we have people that are voting on issues there's a huge body of christians in colorado that are looking at the slate of candidates and saying thinking i can't I can't vote for this person and go against my values and beliefs. I've, I've seen the comment, the lesser of two evils coming across. And I, I do believe that it's like, you have to be strategic in your vote. And it's like, yeah, perhaps Joe O'Day is a, a weak candidate, but compared to Michael Bennett, I would rather have a Joe O'Day. But at the end of the day, do I want a Democrat in the Republican Party or do I want a Democrat? At least I know the enemy, right? right. So there's there's a lot of issue with that. Um, even in a local race in Highlands Ranch for HD 43, we saw less voter turnout for this race than we did two years ago when HD 43 even got larger uh, due to redistricting and, and population growth. How is that? It's like people aren't uh, voting because people are just uh, shut off to the topic. 
I I have to say there there is no reason for the Colorado Republican Party just to be a light Democrat party. No, um, it doesn't present much of anything for people to vote for, not for. But that's not why we lost all the races. That's not why we lost Heidi Ganahl by almost twenty and every other race by ten. We lost three or four races in the House and the Senate. We lost everything we lost across everything. the, bo- well, the board. Not everything, but- we we lost, and and this is a. <laughs> We're broken record on this, but broken record on this, but voting rules matter. Not not voting. <coughs> Elections matter. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, they're choking. <clears throat> they're trying to stop me from talking. Yeah, they don't um, want you to say ballot harvesting. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, ballot harvesting. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a huge because I was one of the first two ballot harvesting Colorado in local elections after Donana Davidson decided on her own to open up um uh, absentee voting to anybody who just wanted to vote absentee. So we'd go around, we'd sign everybody up for absentee. They'd get the ballots and we'd, we'd come back when they had their ballot and we'd get them to vote our way. Um, and we won every election by enormous numbers, enormous numbers. Well, before it was pretty much 50 50. Yeah. Well, it's also Central City and other places. And well, so- Chuck, what, Chuck, what you pointed out there is two things that's strategy and that's leadership. And those yes. are two things that we're lacking. Hundred well, percent brains. Today. We're lacking yeah. brains. Brain. I mean, exactly. I, I mean, you, Christy Burton I, I Brown's to be a nice, nice about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Christy Burton Brown's a nice person, and she's not. She's not stupid, but she's hardly. You know, when I brought ballot harvesting up to her, she giggled. She, right. you know, said, "Oh, well, that's funny." Yeah. But, 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 and and the other reason why Republicans don't do it, it takes an enormous effort, an enormous effort. And Ned Ryan wrote this article. We'll go into later, where he says candidates don't matter, polls don't matter. Issues don't matter. Ballots out, ballots in. That's all that right. matters. And he's yeah. absolutely right. If those and ballots it, don't come back, it nothing matters. Yeah. Right. Well, well you just thing. collect them. You have to. It'll be. And now I think there are some people because the Republicans are always, you know, four to ten years behind any trend. Um, <laughs> but for twenty years, they've changed every rule and every rule from open primaries to financing elections to ballot harvesting to mail-in ballots. Republicans, oh, that's okay. That's good. Let's do it. Do it. They finally got to the point where they almost have no Republican Party anymore. Right. The Republican Party they have, you have Mike Lynch, who who is now the minority leader after Hugh McCain uh, died. Uh, Mike Lynch is a Catherine Murdoch one. She got him into the House. She's a Democrat. Uh, she's a mm-hmm. Democrat funder. And she went into the open primaries in Weld County and got Mike Lynch elected because he couldn't elect a Democrat. Now, in other closer ones, like Colin Larson, he lost because he's in a swing district. But, being rhino didn't but, but, but we have to have some people with some IQ deciding, mm-hmm. okay, if these are the rules, and, and one, why do we change them? How do we change them? Where do we right. change them? Well, it's like we, you, you, you know? either got you get either got to understand the rules so you know how you're playing the game. Because one, I one I think it's like we're completely out to lunch with understanding what the game is to be played. Right. And then two, it's like we we have rules, we have things that need to be changed because we're at a complete disadvantage to it. You know, back to the open primary thing you mentioned right. it, uh, just now, it's like that was an idea to okay, we need to get these unaffiliated voters to vote in the Republican Party, and then they're going to come back, and then they're going to vote in the general election. That was wrong. That was completely right. false. It, it already was barely hanging on by a thread, and now it's completely blown out of the water as false. Yeah, that, and that's that that's why I, I forget what the number of Democrats who went unaffiliated and voted in our primary. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you went, this. I mean, if, if, you, if you're on social media at, at all around the primaries, you saw groups of Democrats getting together yes. and essentially right. going through the ballot and circling who the weaker Republican was to vote right. for. 
Right. Well, possible. and you know, to get back to your safe. Well, well, they do one. Like, no, they do one of two things. Yeah. In, in areas where they're conservatives, they may make sure that the more liberal person wins, and if it's a liberal district, maybe they'll go for the more conservative one. But all they're trying playing. to do no. is make us lose. We play no games. Right. We don't right. know what a game is. And my favorite one, and uh, it's just a pet peeve of mine, is is wave and greet. You know, yeah. let's get a big honking wave. Uh, honking wave. wave. Yeah. There you go. You get out on a bridge and wave to folks. They're or collecting the, the, the ballots while you're you down there on the a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to your point too, Aaron, to get back to the the Save Colorado, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I was thinking, why is the GOP establishment, particularly in Colorado, where it's been going on for years, so reluctant or flat out refusing to talk about ballot harvesting? And then I thought to myself, because in order to do it, they need grassroots. They need mm-hmm. people, right? right? And that would be us. And they don't want us to have any control, any say, any power whatsoever. They yeah. would rather lose like Mitch McConnell all the way down. They would rather lose in Colorado than concede any power to grassroots. And I think that's absolutely. Yeah. And, and and it shows you this, there, there's danger in that. They see danger in that because there's power in the grassroots. Exactly. Because there's more of us than there are of them. Exactly. But it's become this country club of a situation with the GOP in Colorado. And I see it too, even on the County level, but it's like, you, you want to strengthen the party, be a party of strength, be a party of like proclamation and declaration, demonstration, whatever it might be that gets people excited, that gets people to to rally right. behind and say, you know what, they're actually fighting for something. They're right. actually doing something right. But it's like, we can't just sit by and allow this leadership to continue on with no plan, no strategy, no leadership, no boldness, and just throw our hands up and say, well, I guess we're going to walk well, away from I know. this. Burton Brown put out that little email saying, well, maybe we could win a few school board races down the road. So what is your event? And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. Like, so who all is involved in this? Or I mean, you've got an event coming up next Wednesday. Well, and and this is the thing. Let let me make this perfectly clear. This this is not a me thing. This is not this is not an Aaron Wood thing. This is not whatever group I'm a part of. This is a, a collective of a convergence of groups across the state of Colorado, literally from all corners of the state coming together and, and saying, you know, what, enough is enough. We're going to all rally together and hold this press conference to let people know it's like, hey, we're putting a stake in the ground right here. We're fed up with the leadership and we want to see change. And right. so what, what, what I would say is I, I implore the people who have given up on the Republican Party. I, I want to talk to the unaffiliated, especially the ones that are like, I, I don't know, I just vote. I, I don't really know what's going on. I wish something were better. I, I want them to come. I want the Republicans who are thinking like there's no hope in this. They're seeing articles that an extinction level event has occurred for this right. party. I'll tell you what, this this is an opportunity to rise up and to grow and develop something unique and something new in Colorado with our Republican Party. And I'll say, too, you know, I've seen the walk away movement happening. And I would say, you know what, maybe you walked away from the establishment GOP. It's time to walk with us as we create a right. new GOP in the state of Colorado. Well, what groups are coming together with you on Wednesday? Uh, there, there's dozens, honestly. Give me a couple. Uh, does, Give me a couple. Um, I, I don't I don't know what the groups are, but they're different grassroots groups from different parts of the state. A lot of a lot along the I-25 corridor. We got a lot from the Western Slope as well, too. Um, and these are the groups of activists that got together and they're they're doing the ballot, uh, the ballot box, the drop box, mule parties. These are right. the ones that are getting involved as PCPs for the first time. A lot right. of the folks that you saw at state assembly this last year, all the all the new rally that was folks, a great group. I love right. that great group. group. And I was a part of that group. That's we what do. you're going to see. The, the, okay. This is the convergence 
that is happening next Wednesday. And to let folks know, so this is going to be at noon on Wednesday at the state Correct. GOP headquarters, which is in Greenwood Village. I'm going to give the address, but if you, you know, like, I don't have a pen, you can just look us up. Yeah. It's a state GOP headquarters, 5950 South Willow Drive. Now, are you going to have speakers? Right. Are people talking? Or what else is going to be going on there? Well, is we're, that we're still going to have Yes, you have <laughs> no, money. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Colorado's hip on legalizing everything now, but uh, we're not going to have psychedelics. We're not going to have drag shows. Uh, that's not going to be a part oh, of this promise. I, I know I hate to disappoint you, Chuck. Um, we're we're going we're to have people from all walks of life, different activists, different conservatives across the state, business owners, moms, dads, uh, hopefully even pastoral leadership coming together to say it's like this is this is how we need to be involved. This is how we need to take this party back and uh, you know help move the state forward in the right direction um, back to its conservative grassroots values. And I, I will say too, a website has popped up, SaveColoradoProject.com, which just simply illustrates the press release that was sent out. Okay, yeah, so that's no, you guys then. I want to make sure Save Colorado. Yeah, the only thing I disagree with you is is. The Republican Party in Colorado has never been grassroots, hasn't been grassroots, um, maybe in the 1920s. Um, <laughs> but the donor classes have, rep- have controlled the Republican Party for 40, 50 years. They've squashed every attempt, whether it was Susan Beckman to be chair, they cheated mm-hmm. her with the proxies, whether they brought in, you know, they said, OK, we can't beat Susan Beckman with their local guys, so we'll bring in somebody from Washington to do it. Um, so they brought in a Republican congressman. Uh, and when we've elected people, <clears throat> um, uh, they, they've turned them. So if we got a candidate, yeah. we've got to make sure they just don't go. Oh, okay. Well, well so like a Donald Trump, well, somebody's yeah, got you, proven. Yeah, you you can't you can't be com- you need somebody that can't be compromised. Essentially, you need somebody that's like yeah. I have zero to gain in doing this. Right. This is literally servanthood, you know, servant right. stewardship is, is what is needed in this. And this is why I say it's like we, we need to be done with lawyers and politicians, right. you know, or you need um, brighter lawyers or better yeah. politicians. Honestly, I want I want like angry moms and dads. You know, right. I want people well, I who want aren't waiting for permission to be in this. You know, it's like it needs to be the people just like we saw at the state assembly this year that that right. got the establishment all tilted sideways and they're like this right. rowdy bunch showed up and they're voting for people it's like well yeah that's what we do well and you know when the thing about the assembly is this people there got it too this wasn't some yeah. pepperelli i mean these were just it's not that complicated right and it's not that no. hard and i know people no. like peg cage and her group you know my colorado mm-hmm. which i guess christy burton brown has decided we can still say that huh? No, like, just for the time being oh just for the time being <laughs> i mean that's remember i went on that that's what the GOP, well, I mean, who's GOP is it Right, is it, exactly. Is it mine? Is it yours? Is it ours? Uh, it's theirs, but yeah, not anymore. Okay. But I mean, you've got groups like that working at getting people to get involved at a PCP level because just Correct. so folks know, that's how you elect party leadership. And that all is going to start coming around after the first of the year again. And it gets, we'll have to have a kneel on to explain how that yeah. all works. And, and groups like that are, are what you're going to see in attendance with this, um, hers and, and, and many others, because right. this is exactly what's needed. It's like, it's like the PCP project, getting involved. Um, the beauty of self-governance is you need people that are willing to self-govern. So you need right. the people that are here to step up, that are in these positions, you know, you're serving on a board position or you're an elected official, not not because you want some notoriety, but because you're a statesman, because you're somebody that wants to represent the people, represent the community, not for your own gain, but for the betterment of well, the world and, around you. 
And here's what people need to understand. And Chuck, you've talked plenty about this, because if we don't, they being the establishment, they will fill it with their people, right? Correct. I mean, most Correct. of the positions go unfilled and they're appointed by the county chair. And I mean, we've got a great county chair in Adams County with Joanne mm-hmm. Winolds, but not everybody, every county has that. And so, I mean, that's what I think the grassroots people need to understand is if you, if you don't, then they will. And right. they'll fill the spots. And well, I tell you, the, the establishment expects complacency. They're like, you're busy. Right. You got too much stuff to do to worry about this. And, and so they don't expect the involvement. So it's right. like when we, when we surprise them with the involvement, when we surprise them by being outspoken and showing up, it really puts them on notice. Right. But then it and also then, encourages and- other people to come to the table. Right. Too. Because you can make it and this was from um, Sandra saying the website again. Sandra, it's SaveColoradoProject.com, right? Correct. Yep. SaveColoradoProject.com. It's Wednesday at noon on the Wednesday 30th, so next Wednesday. Yeah. I and think the, pro- the uh, press release said high noon, so expect <laughs> some <laughs> now, do you Do so, you uh, anticipate and anybody from the GOP actually coming out? To participate in this? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe not. I, I think from what I've heard through the grapevine, there's been you know, a few people asking some pointed questions, um, kind of curious what this is, what what this is in regards to. Um, I tell you what, if if people want to come out from the GOP, please do, you know, right. engage in Tell conversation. us your plan. Tell yeah. us your plan, you know. Um, it, it's 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 the same thing when I, when I look back to, I, I questioned Christy Burton Brown about the electronic clickers at the state right. assembly. And it's just, oh, a very vague, some election integrity expert. She didn't want her name revealed and all this and that. It's like, just continue with this. Give us the answers so right. that we don't come up with our own ideas of what's going on and ask more questions. It's like, be transparent with us, right. be open and honest with us. And also too, it, it needs to be like bottom-up leadership or at least flat structure now, instead of this top down, this is the party, this is how we're going to do things. You just either follow suit or get off. It's like, no, that's not how this is going to go. It's we, the people, you right. know, it's it, the it, grassroots, the grassroots. We, we are the majority. We are the ones that are frustrated, um, you know, at, at having life become more and more expensive, more and more dangerous. Our families ripped to shreds. And it's like, we have no leadership to stand up for us, for us to rally behind. Right. So guess what? We're going to come together and we're going to create our own leadership. Exactly. Exactly. Well, great. yeah. Thank you for coming. Thanks for your help. Yeah, Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you guys it. so much for having me on. All right. And happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you. So thank you. <laughs> thank for, for you guys. Thank you. All right. Thankful. That's Aaron. What you guys? It's a SaveColoradoProject.com. Um, Wednesday at high noon outside of the Republican Party headquarters in Greenwood Village. Um, I think it's gonna. I get the impression they're probably still kind of putting things together. It'll be interesting to see. Um, who all is there and what they say, but it sounds like a great event. It sounds like a great event. Yeah. I mean, here's a, it, cause my thing is, you know what? They might have, they being the establishment, some credibility. If like people like Joe O'Day or Heidi Ganahl or, you know, actually got elected. Right. But they didn't get elected. Not only did they not get elected, they lost massively. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, honestly, that's what they, they don't know what they're doing. Well, I'm going to know. No, but no, they don't know what they're doing. I think it's. No, no, it, it is. They, they brought together all the bright boys um, all the um, Josh Penrys and everybody else said, look, this is going to be a Republican wave year. Uh, if there's any year, we got to get our candidates uh, elected or at least going to the general. We'll do it. We'll spend whatever money it takes, whether whether it doesn't matter what the money is. And so they spent a huge amount of money. And then they did what they think, honestly think, wins elections today, which is you come up with a platform that's bland and innocuous. No social issues, no guns, no abortion, 
know anything else. It's just, uh, we believe in safety in Colorado. We believe in affordability in Colorado, which can mean whatever you want it to mean. So vague ones not to turn anybody off. You have these attractive. I, I think Joe O'Day was attractive. I think Heidi Canal is attractive. I think Kellner was attractive. I think they're all. They're all and, and they all like them. candidates. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They're all likable candidates. But so do all the candidates. Huh? No, oh, those, those were our candidates. Um, no, no, no. I mean the, the grassroots oh, candidates. Oh, that. So. Yeah, but I'm talking about their strategy. Right. And then they did what, what they think wins elections, which is have advertisements, um, call people on the phone. Elections um, about do, 40 years ago. Yeah, it did. You, you would have won. This campaign run in 1960 or 1970 or 1980, even 1990, would have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would have been a victorious one. There would be grassroots would have been squashed, but the, the establishment, Phil would be in charge of the state. Um, the donors would control everything. Um, and everybody would be cheering away in the boardrooms uh, down in downtown Denver, except they don't know what wins elections. Um, and Ned Ryan, and which I've said before, finally gets it. I mean, I, I yeah, we've know. been saying this forever. Well, and let me, here's the reason. Well, we've been saying it forever because, it's been happening in Colorado. Well, because I ran camp. Well, I know. Chuck's on. a genius. Chuck's a genius. Well, I'm not a genius, but. but a semi-genius. I figured out how to get the hand up. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a practical genius. Right. So, well, Chuck looks for the ad. I want to say, and Thomas, um, our, our producer, just put this on there. So we've had, Charlene does a great job of like raising her hand. So if you want to, a couple of things, just if you want to raise your hand um, and you're here with us on Zoom, if you go down to the bottom where it has like the microphone, the camera, the chat, there's a little thing that says reactions and if, with a little smiley face on it. And if you click the little smiley face, there is a little button there that says raise your hand and that'll raise your hand. Um, on the other hand, like I said, I really do. This is like family. Feel free to just unmute yourself if you can't figure that out or your computer, whatever and makes it not easy to do, feel free to just kind of unmute yourself and kind of say, hey, can I talk? And and we'll bring you on in there. This is how we start off the so this is the Ned Ryan column. Yeah. All this has gone before. Polls, historical trends, messages, issues, candidate quality, traditional get out the vote efforts, candidate debates, voter persuasion mean nothing or extremely insignificant. The only thing, the only thing that matters is ballots out, ballots in machine. Now, that's sad because that's not really a democracy. It's something else. It's some strange hybrid. Um, but that's what you have in case you, you don't want to play that game. You're, as he points out, you're on your, it's you're on, you're on. really the only thing, but it is right no, here until we figure thing. it out. The main thing. No, it is the only thing. It is the only thing. She was the first one of all of us to figure out how to raise her hand. She's the biggest uh, genius. Hey, Charlene, I see you have your I, hand raised. Go I, ahead and chime in. Am I the only one that knows how to raise my hand? Just about, including us. I was good at uh, we do. Well, you know, this whole ballot harvesting thing, you know, at attacking that and, and the potential corruption, you know, that's understandable. But I, I just saw a tweet from Donald Trump on his Truth Social. He said after the race, DeSantis's race, when the votes were being stolen by the election process in Broward County and DeSantis was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with Rick Scott, he sent the FBI and the U.S. attorneys and the ballot theft immediately ended ah. prior to them turning out a number of votes necessary to win. He stopped the election from being stolen. So it's you know, if we learned about harvest, that's great. But it's uh, yes, it's the no, 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 you don't understand. Unless we learned about harvest, we can never win. But it's, it's you're playing no, a but, different but, game. No, but her point is, but I agree with you. 
there's more to it than that. You're right, Charlie. There is there is in the harvesting because it's it's the election officials that are targeted that they put that are compromised that they put in those key positions, and I've seen it happen. And the no, it's multifaceted, but it, it is not multifaceted. Yeah, it, it is one and only one thing. We either outlaw ballot harvesting, which I think should be the first goal of everyone. It should be the first goal of everything. But you have it. You either do it or you lose. That's all there okay. is. But, do but it here's or you thing. lose. You do it and you lose if you're counting on that alone, because they're going to have people in there that see your harvested ballots and they're going to throw them away. And they're going to print sure, up. You're right. Election then integrity. you also need to get people. Up, let me finish. They're going to print up as many as they need, and they're going to fill them out with their candidates. They and do. that's why that's why Trump had to send in the FBI and the officials into Broward County. And that's well, how why did he send them into, into 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 Atlanta, Georgia? Why didn't he send them into Michigan? Well, they didn't. Why he didn't send it into all these well, other places? They did all the. I mean, great. He didn't Broward County for his own election. He let them steal it, not intentionally. He just didn't know what was going on. But I think the show, and I agree with you. I mean, and I think once again, the reason why it's so hard to address is because it isn't one simple little thing. I remember the the uh, true the vote people said it's like an octopus with all these tentacles. It's an octopus, exactly. And and, and you have to address aspect. all of them. It'd be and, like, and so I, you can't address and, all of them. And, 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 but it's almost like now the party is saying, oh, yeah, let's address ballot harvesting. And, you know, that'll take care of it. When really it, it's just that we've got compromised individuals in there who will do what needs to be done to keep conservatives from winning and we better get and, some people who will do what they can to keep yeah and, and you know and and i so wish that could happen do you remember what happened to that great candidate we had when uh george brockler and ken buck and um and randy uh, knew that um uh, who was it that won that um you know beat out our our girl that went to work eventually for the uh, federal government susan beckman susan remember beckman. Uh-huh. when had it won, but they manipulated it and they, they were able to right. make yeah. it happen. Yeah, their dog ate the votes and then they And, 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 and right. you know, it, it's like, and I've seen all the, I've seen so much of this happen in Republican, and, and even in Arkansas in the Republican Party. They can, they can outdo the Democrats when it comes to finagling, let me tell you. And yes, so, <laughs> and you know why Susan Beckman lost? Why? Because she wouldn't sue. Um, she didn't want to alienate enough people. If she'd sued, and for example, the establishment in Colorado is happy to sue when they don't get their way. She could have won. That one was a winnable case. Some other ones aren't because the Democrats. Yeah, but, but you said we have key people in those positions that make it happen the way they want it to happen. Right. And, I mean, them. Right. Well, and that's what the, yeah. the RNC did. And well, and I think some private organizations like Harmeet Dillon, right? We did have, we the Republicans have lawyers and things like that in place rather than trying to come in like we did last time, you know, two weeks after the fact and try to. Yeah. You know, right. Well, all this, all this is for to say for me to say, Julie, is that I am a walk away from the GOP. I am uh-huh. tired of the games. I am tired of them dangling a little, you know, little bone out there for us. So, oh, look, we're going to address this. Oh, are you going to get your people in this time? It, it, it's like it's it's a party, and they it, it's a party that they don't want to. In. They don't want yeah, to end their party, and they true, they true. run it. And McCarthy took FTX money. I mean, he took the money to beat conservatives. I mean, what more can you say? So, right. 
it, it's I'm just I'm just one of these walk away from the GOP and that's just my vote. So I right. don't want to let you know. That's all right. That's okay. and everybody can. I don't agree with that necessarily, Shirley, but that's OK. I, right. And, I know. and, you know, and the, the only thing that, that Trump is like, he's got leverage if they start doing them too dirty, which they will. Right. Uh, he can walk away and form a, join up a constant with the constitutional party or start a new party because I know that sounds drastic, but I mean, we've tried, we have exhausted our solutions. We, we took, didn't we take them to court over the closed primary and, yeah. and they Chuck didn't give it standing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how many, see, court, we how couldn't many win court? that one because they're all judge. Democrats. Yeah, the judge. But, but in a Republican court. dispute, you can win. Because so, they don't care. Right. Yeah. How much more abuse can you take? I mean, I, I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't take it. No, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Great. It's all the way on the hand Why don't raising. you read everybody the number in case they want to call okay, I think I want to call and let me do this now. So we're going to have just, we're going to, we're going to kind of switch topics, but feel free to come back to this too. 888-627-6008. If you want to phone in 888-627-6008. If you're on Zoom, as I said, either go down to the bottom line where the little emoji faces and click on raise your hand or just go ahead and unmute no, it's yourself. A lot, it's a lot more civilized than yes, raise your hand. I know it took me a while to find it in the computer. I know, but they could, now we know it. We can we can share that with you. We can share that information. The other thing I wanted to say to people too is um because sometimes I think people listen. If you um want to listen on Zoom, this you just always go to zoom.us. I think everybody has that pretty much anymore. And the meeting number is 209-576-423. One more time. 209-576-423, and you can join us on Zoom. And did I hear is somebody wanting to talk there? Or is that no? Okay. Um, so I wanted to switch gears a little bit because I, I think it's always, number one, it's kind of fun to watch. And number two, it's also just sort of important um, to watch the liberal media and the corrupt politicians expose themselves. So as it turns out, apparently the gay nightclub shooting is not Tucker Carlson's fault. It's not Lauren Boebert's fault. It's a shooter's fault. But some interesting things came out about the shooter in a court filing yesterday. His defense attorneys said that he identifies as non-binary, which would be part of the LGBTQ plus community, right? Uh, that big community, yeah. And, and um, also uses, prefers the pronouns they, them, and wants to be addressed not as Mr. whatever or Ms. whatever, but as MX, right? So you would think that, well, I mean, first, just notice the difference between all of the attention that was paid to this shooting because it fits their narrative and the Walmart shooting. So somebody shot and killed five people at a Walmart in Virginia. And and you don't see very much about that. That's because these are, number one, just a bunch of blue collar, probably Trump supporting people. um, And the shooter suspect in that case is African-American. Right. So that doesn't fit any of their narrative. So you won't hear that. But I got to play you the CNN soundbite. I mean, talk about lying, corrupt anchors um, when that their narrative comes to a screeching halt, right? It's it's fueled by hate and all the Tucker Carlson and Lauren Boebert doing hate speech, hate speech, hate speech. That's why this kid went into the nightclub um, because he was a, you know, a heterosexual hate field Trump supporter, which of course there was no evidence of that. And I'm just going to say, I was right on this. Um, and we had Jacob. I think you were right on this, he too. Was right. Jacob, was Jacob right on. you're the one who said you wouldn't be surprised if something comes out. And I said, you know what? So I should say you were right. And then I agreed with you. No, Jacob, um, Jacob was first. Of the he said, there's not much coming out about this guy. And, you know, they know things. So they're hiding it. But I want to play 
Um, the, the CNN soundbite, this is just atrocious. If we could please have the CNN bite, Thomas. Attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also backing me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I mean, you know, I don't know if, I I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's what he's now saying. It it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes charge. That's the least of his problems, legally speaking. But it, it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Such a, I mean, that is what it sounds like. Woo. Yeah, I mean, what a bunch of crap. I'm sorry. Okay, I just want, because I saw that and I, I couldn't believe. First, the reporter, she says he now says. It, I mean, she just threw that now in there, right? How do we know he didn't always say he was non-binary? And then she says, I just don't know what to make about this. She's like, we had our narrative down pat. Yeah. This is Tucker Carlson's fault, Lauren Boebert's fault, Trump's fault. And all of a sudden, these stupid defense attorneys. And then let's just take apart what an idiot that whoever that guy was who said, oh, well, he's just trying to raise a defense against hate speech. I'm sorry. The guy is co- in Colorado. He's facing five degrees, a first degree, or five cases, a first degree murder, which number one is mandatory life in prison. And they'll probably seek the death penalty there in this no case. Death penalty. Oh, well, that's if they get rid of that again. I can't keep up. All right. Well, then they won't do that. But he's facing <laughs> mandatory life. Of, well, who knows? By the time he gets around to it, they may have it back. The, no, the death crowds really. want it back for this case. They um. But 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 he's facing mandatory life in prison. The hate crime, that's like a sentence enhancer where you can't enhance five life prison terms. Right. So that's a ridiculous thing. And to imply, I mean, if we were to imply that the guy was lying, right, they'd be all over us. Right. If we were to say, oh, he really isn't, they'd be like, oh, hate speech, hate speech. But when they want to say that, oh, he must be lying about being non-binary. I mean, it, it just is so outrageous. And you would think one, that the good, the right thing to do would have been to go ahead and wait till some of the facts came out before you just started blaming, you know, all of the Republicans and Trump for the whole thing. But they don't want to do that. And do we think, though, and, you know, raise your hand if you think that they're going to turn around and say, God, we got that one wrong. We're really sorry about well, that. Well, no. who had it right before, uh, says Pelosi intruder. Right. Right. Uh, the Pepe was a paid visitor, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, and here's the thing. Let's look at, I mean, I just was trying to make a list, and then I finally gave up. All the things where they jump on a narrative immediately. Oh, your list is nowhere near long enough. We could talk about, because Biden mentioned it, referenced it again, the Pulse nightclub shooting, which is another gay nightclub shooting in Florida. Well, it turns out the suspect there, they were saying it was it was an anti-Christian, revved up by conservatives, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out that the guy was Muslim. He was a, an ISIS supporter and actually didn't even know that the nightclub was gay. That had nothing to do with it. His wife was like, well, it was just close to our house. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he'd been on the FBI radar. Okay. We've got at that one we've got on january 6th they still keep saying that that police officers were killed right mm-hmm. no police officers were killed the only person killed was one of the protesters who was killed by police we've got the hunter biden laptop story cbs is Russian, oh man 
CBS yeah. is getting mocked for that. Yeah. You know, you've got the Russia DNC hack. They continue, they keep forgetting. Followers yeah. like there was no hack at the DNC. And again, the Paul Pelosi thing, right? We've got dueling narratives there, and they just well, you can just keep on going and going and going to 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 uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, to everything else. If the glove fits, if the glove fits, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think yeah. And Jacob is right. This is why the Republicans need to have their version with the January. They absolutely committee. do. They yeah. Ab- yeah, that's absolutely a good point because. Then I'll go, oh, no, we'll get rid of that. Well, we'll but here's the thing. They won't cover it. I mean, do you think they're going to just drop this whole thing? You know what I mean? The nightclub. No, but it's up. really important to call Nancy Pelosi. Right. Well, That's yeah. deposition. Exactly. All right, Jacob, we have all mastered the hand raise now. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad for that, especially when I'm driving. Um No, it's just the, the, the Republicans, if they would bring out the January. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Bill O'Reilly had a very good point the other night with this new um, prosecuting attorney that they hired for yeah, to go against right. Trump. Yeah. He said that Bill O'Reilly said, if they can prove that uh, this guy, Roy Epps yeah. or the other, or the other FBI agents were embedded in the January 6th thing in the January 6th riot, then right. uh, that prosecutor is going to have a tough job prosecuting anybody because it's going to be self-sufficient that the right. FBI no not not when you got well, democratic judges down in dc he is yeah. he, that's right though but i mean fortunately and it looks like a lot of that information excuse me is starting to come out where they're like you know and even the new york times people are having to admit yeah there were a bunch of fbi agents it was just like the whitmer kidnapping right there are more fbi agents there um than there were protesters not really but but yeah you're right and then on, on- on, on the same line, then I'm going to get off. But on the same line, all these doctors, once they realize that they're not their jobs or their licenses are not in jeopardy, I think they're going to come out and say that this COVID shot, this COVID nineteen deal, was not a good deal. At exactly. All. Well, did you see? Even again, the Washington Post today had to acknowledge that most of the deaths anymore are among vaccinated people. Since yeah. August, the majority of people dying from COVID. Um, are from people who are vaccinated. This the while Fauci is telling us to be sure to get vaccinated. Yeah, be it's sure like, to get that. Increase my chances of dying. dying from COVID. It's, but I think and, and, I think and, you're right. Hopefully, you know the truth will come out. And I will say, I do think that Elon Musk taking over Twitter makes a difference because yeah, people yeah. are not being shamed. It's much harder to lose your job. You know, if you're like the lone voice out there, then boom, they can smack you down. But if you've got other people who can chime in. So there's some hope there, Jacob. Okay, bye. All right, goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the thing with the media, this is my prediction that they will just drop the gay nightclub shooting and move on pretty quickly, oh, yeah. um, at which they do, right? Once it fits their narrative, they try to push the lie for a little bit. They'll bring it up for the next few years every so often, but they're going to move on well, quickly. Well, you know, because- the Wyoming kid that was killed had that one until they found out that he was actually... Uh, a drug dealer and the drug deal but gone bad and the people who killed him were in fact also gay and you know so ever since then the guy oh, let's never eh, we don't talk about that anymore right exactly so i think you know well but but i think it is important to continue calling them out on that yeah. to point it out because it's unless you push back then they just go along with it right they don't they don't uh, you can put something on your face there so it's like oh there we go you know what it is it's fuzz i got rev these little Thank, or Thanksgiving socks that have we now have fuzz all over. Carolina is saying, "Where's Barney?" I saw Barney here earlier. Barney, um, again, anybody from us from Zoom wants to go ahead and weigh in. You can, and if you don't know, 
can't, you know, if your computer makes it hard for you to raise your hand, because I think. Well, why don't you tell everybody how to do it again? Because everyone that listening. So if you go to the bottom of the screen, the Zoom screen, where there's the microphone, the video, blah, blah, blah. There's a little thing there. It says reaction. It's got second to last on the right. Yeah. It's got like a little smiley face. If you click on that, it will show a little thing that you can click on that says raise your hand. So, um. We're brilliant. We're, we're brilliant. We're brilliant. But, you know, I want to go back to then just because I wanted to point that out about the, the media and the, the narrative and how it comes to a screeching halt and how CNN. And this proves that this was what they mostly cared about. They could care less about the number of people who died. Right. I mean, again, five people died at Walmart. How many people died in Chicago? Right. All of their deaths are tragic. All of their deaths are sad. Um, all of their deaths have a story. But the only ones they care about are the ones that fit their narrative. And then they shove it down our throat so much. And the instant it doesn't fit their narrative fit anymore. Their narrative. Um, they get crabby about it, right? And did, she's did like, well, that was me. So somebody, if somebody wants to go ahead and just go ahead and talk. Is there somebody trying to hey. say, hey, Barney? I can't find your little freaking <laughs> emoji. I know, that's what I said. So Chuck would not be able to find it either. So just I can find it now. Every time I touch the screen. <laughs> oh, good. Look at what, how What's on you your are, mind? Chuck. So, it, it, well, first off, the... the we're losing you. Oh, we're, we're losing you a little bit. Are you there? Whoa. That's kind, kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Are you playing Susan there? was the manager. Okay. Store manager that flipped out. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, now you're the back. One you in Chesapeake in Virginia? Right. Yeah, damn it. I hate this. You're, we can hear you now. You're talking about that. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a store manager. Okay, are you there? Yeah, we're there. We're here. No, hey, we can okay. hear you. The one, okay, the one that happened in Virginia. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Okay, yeah, that's what. I'm pretty sure. You better check it. Well, you guys suck for crying out. What? Uh, what? Are you talking to us? You're talking to somebody else. Hey. hey. If, if you can hear me, Barney, I think maybe Put me on hold, Collins. Julie. You guys are. Yeah, okay. I'm not hold sure. On, we have on. we have other interference coming in. <laughs> we can kind of yeah, who sucks. I don't think he meant to say we suck. No, um, no, yeah, and Thomas no. is saying I think he, he has like a oh okay for some reason there's like a five second delay that happens sometimes. Um, so Barney, maybe try calling back. I think there's a problem with the line there. Um, Okay, he's muted. Thomas is like, oh, we don't know what's going on there. Um, but yeah, well, he's talking about, yeah, I think he was talking about the Washington. Yeah, it was uh, the employee. Virginia it was employee. employee. You're not allowed to have a handgun at, at Walmart's uh, for self-defense. So it makes easy pickings for the store manager to polish you off. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Um, and you, you do see, though, at least in, in the nightclub shooting, the patrons were the ones. I know, but the Walmart, in. they prevent, you know, they, they say no guns in their store other than the guns they have. So they can the guns the, the manager. It's not funny, Chuck. It is, though. You are not hearing a lot about that, right? Because, it, again, it doesn't fit their narrative. And that's the only thing they care about. And then they want us to be all sad. And they talk about how it's our fault that people are dying. They could care less about people dying, right? They just only thing they care about is does that dying fit their narrative or not? I, Right. You should know I was talking to you. We should have heard. What? I think, hey, Barney, we may have to have you come back and try a little bit later. Or, or, or dial back in. Um, 
Um, we're, we're sorry. We're sorry. Um, oh, this is from Jacob. When you cross 5G poles, the phones go haywire. I, yeah, who knows? Who knows what it is? Um, hey, listen, actually, it's about time because we're going to kind of wrap it up early anyway. Oh, now he has Barney on line one. All right, Barney. Hey, Chuck. Who sucks? <laughs> were you Happy saying we said? Happy Thanksgiving. No, no, no. Indeed. I called you on that on that line. I don't know what. <laughs> That's all right. Are you there? Okay. That was all Happy Thanksgiving. So I'm pretty we're sure s- that guy's a during. Oh yeah, gun free zone, or you know, can't bring at your Walmart. gun to work. You know what? If you work at Walmart, if you work at a bar, I don't care where you work. You're just foolish to not carry concealed. I don't care if he got a permit or not. And I just wish that guy would have pounded that guy a little bit more. But the, the you're right on the stuff. Isn't it awful enough that somebody walks in and shoots a bunch of people? I mean, why yes. do these people need this hate crime crap? And you know, it, it's really pretty bad. You know, you, in that very, Nope. Hey, Barney, listen, we're going to have to but, let you go well, in there because. Sure all right, all right. Thank you. Absolutely right. Happy That's what I was saying, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, it's it, any of it is bad, right? And so I think don't fall in for the psyops. Don't fall into the, okay, well, I better not say anything about, you know, um, transgender people doing strip shows and drag queen shows um, in front of my toddlers. I better not say anything because oh, yeah, I'll be labeled as hate speech. Don't fall for that, right? right. Um, and, and, and we need to do a whole show on that, too. And I thought, not on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Hey, a couple of programming notes. Um, we're going to take Friday off. So we're just going to probably, re- not probably, we will replay this show. Um, and then we'll be back again. We'll on- play Monday's show. And we'll, yeah, okay, or maybe Monday's show. Um, and then we'll be back again on Monday. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody, the great guys at BBS, all of you on Zoom, everyone who listens. You know, when we started doing this, we had no, first of all, we didn't even know how to turn on the computer. Um, so and Already, within two years, we know how to raise a hand. <laughs> yes. I mean, you talk about a steep learning curve. Wow. That's right. We are thankful. We are thankful that we managed to pull this off three times a week. We love all your guys. Another two years. Who knows? That's right. We love all you guys. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday and we will see you later. Take care.